0: People will have to pay to hear that story. Yeah, that they I'll will take on Patreon. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Look, if everyone wants to enjoy my pain and suffering <laughs> they're gonna have to pay <laughs> at least pay five dollars a month. <laughs> five dollars. Yes. do I'm sorry, the one and two dollar patrons oh. do not get that shit for free. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> uh all right. Okay. I wanna hear this story. That you so. didn't tell us last week. Old Spaghetti Factory. Yes. My family is known there now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hadn't gone to the Spaghetti Factory in a really long time. Okay. We were Christmas shopping mm-hmm. at Clackamas Town Center, and yep. there's the Old Spaghetti Factory yeah, yeah. there. And I was with Bernard and Liliana and Kyla? No, just Bernard and Liliana. It was okay. just us. And he was like, oh, what do you want to eat? And I was like, uh, oh. Old Spaghetti Factory. I haven't been there in ages. Sure. We go there. I don't know why my family doesn't know how to fucking act in public, but we don't. (laughs) (laughs) So start off right off the... We're there. Bernard and Liliana taking their sweet time to get to this table. (laughs) Because they're like, look at this architecture. Look at this. Is that a trolley? (laughs) They loved it. Absolutely loved it. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But you know, it's a restaurant, so they're trying to get you seated. Yeah. So we sit down everything happens, blah, 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 drinks Mm -hmm. are ordered. And then we start to order our food. Mm -hmm. Bernard asks for a lasagna, but somehow he mumbled it. He has slightly an accent and the waiter was kind of standing at a distance. Okay. Didn't hear that completely wrong order was given to my (laughs) my uncle, (laughs) but he doesn't complain. So he just eats it Uh at that same time. He orders dressing for his salad. Yeah, and he says Italian dressing. But uh-huh. again, the waiter doesn't fucking understand him for some reason. <laughs> okay, and gives him Thousand Island. Ooh. But me hearing oh Italian gotten approved. Mm-hmm. I order Italian. This waiter dragged me for no reason. And was like this is not the Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have Italian dressing. We have balsamic. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'll take the balsamic. (laughs) Oh, my God. But that should have been my first warning that Bernard's whole meal, essentially, completely wrong. Yeah. So he gets the salad, everything we're eating. Mm -hmm. We're having a time. We run out of bread because we love bread. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we're baking some more. Don't worry. I'll get it to you. It takes a little bit of time. Yeah. But like, you're baking fresh bread, Mm -hmm. I understand. (laughs) Fine by me. He comes back with the bread and we're like, oh man, we're so full at this point because we had been at the end of our meal. Yeah. And we were all talking. He heard. He was like, oh, you guys are full. That's okay. Do you guys need boxes? Yes. He goes and gets boxes. Family full. Still love bread. We're (laughs) a bread family. (laughs) So we ate the whole loaf and the time it took for him... (laughs) time it took him to get the boxes and come back he came back with a bag and was like i brought this so that you guys can take the bread home looks down at the bread plate sees that it's missing and goes oh <laughs> and he's in shock that we just ate it and then he starts laughing hysterically and then is was like i'll go get you guys some more bread so you can take it home he was great <laughs> despite dragging me for saying <laughs> italian dressing he was great oh my god so he goes, gets it, picks up all our stuff. You get ice cream at the end of your meal. Uh-huh. What kind of ice cream do you want? I said Spumoni. Wa- I said what I wanted. Spumoni. Uh-huh. Liliana and Bernard never fucking heard of Spumoni in their life. <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, what do you have? And he says, chocolate, vanilla, uh-huh. Spumoni. And they're like, what the fuck is Spumoni? <laughs> but then Bernard- so that was a whole nother funny interaction. Bernard gets the Spumoni. Liliana gets vanilla. All our dishes are taken away. We are left with our boxes and mm-hmm. our ice cream. We hit a hit a snag. Uh-oh. Because the dishes were taken away. All we have now is the steak knife, <laughs> one spoon, and a fork. <laughs> no, not even a fork. A butter knife, a steak knife, and a spoon. Okay. Because I'm a disrespectful child. I took the spoon for myself. <laughs> and <laughs> Bernard took the butter knife and is shaving his ice cream. <laughs> Off onto the butter, sp- uh, butter knife and is eating it. Uh-huh. And Liliana's just stabbing her, <laughs> her ice cream with the steak knife. The waiter comes back to drop something, to drop off the check. Uh-huh. And then I said, hey, could we get some spoons? And he looks down at the audacity that my family has. And again, he starts laughing hysterically. Oh, my God. And he's like, this is the most entertaining table that has come into the restaurant today. <laughs> <laughs> and then the this table behind us has the audacity to be like, "What about us?" And he was like, "You guys are good, but this table up <laughs> to <just> some <a> shenanigans." <laughs> That's amazing. And so we get this we finish off our meal, we leave a good tip, we leave. Mhm. Great time. The next weekend comes. Oh Jesus. We're Christmas shopping again this time Kyle is there. Okay. And Bernard's like, "Why don't we go to the old spaghetti factory?" <laughs> And so, I'm like, I'm down for the old spaghetti. We uh-huh. go. Different waiter, but our waiter is working. He walks by the table, looks, and it's before I show up. Kyla and my... Kyla, who wasn't there, and yeah. Liliana and Bernard. Uh-huh. Waiter walks by the table and goes, oh, my God, it's the bread people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And we got served a lot of bread that night because he apparently put in some words for us but Mm -hmm. like i said me and old spaghetti factory my my family were known i love that you're infamous in the best way possible (laughs) hey the bread people (laughs) like you're like you're a gang and it was even funnier because kyla had no idea because i just like what the fuck do you people do here and Do I you live a, d- a life that I don't know about? <laughs> and I didn't tell anybody the story because I was like, another day in the life of a Henry. <laughs> I didn't even realize how significant it was oh until my we gosh. were labeled. Amazing. Uh, That's my old spaghetti factory story. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's great. I love being recognized by workers mm-hmm. because as an old service worker absolutely when you have regulars it's so like a burden off your shoulders you know what the interaction is going to be you know what the small talk is you know like nothing is a land a landmine exactly exactly you there's there's a standard you're like okay i'm gonna ask this person about Mm -hmm. you know about work or about their wife or whatever exactly Mm -hmm. and then a few years down the road you start a podcast with them you're there at their house every weekend it's great (laughs) And that's Kiana and I's love story. <laughs> I was like, who started a podcast with somebody who's a regular? Me! <laughs> I'm an idiot. Speaking uh, of podcast, <clears throat> that's This Broad's Got Moxie. No, no, this is That Broad's Got Moxie. <laughs> Sorry. We're professionals. This is That Broad's Got Moxie. That's We're right. professionals. <laughs> This professional's name is Kiana. I'm Cassie. (laughs) Danny's here. Yes. Another professional. Very professional. Probably the most professional in this room for sure. (laughs) When we bought these new mics, everything Danny was saying, I was like, yes. mm -hmm," Uh, mm -hmm. Nodding. I did not know. I was just like, I talk into it. That's all I need to know. Exactly. Where do I need to position it? And I like the new ones because it's green. Yeah. Mine's blue. blue. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Oh, man. What episode is this? Have we decided? Fifty-eight? Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. That means I get to go first. Yes. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Because I complain about it every week. Fifty-percent of the time. Every other week. Exactly. (laughs) I know math. All right. So, this week... First of all, I would like to preface this with... Oh, before we begin. Yes. Sorry. No, what? You were just talking and I got a flashback. <laughs> um, rest in peace, Katherine Johnson. <gasps> oh, God bless her. Long, wonderful, fantastic life. In absolutely incredible. Yeah. 101. And I thought we should... <laughs> yes. Thank you. ...acknowledge that because we just covered her and mm-hmm. she's definitely abroad with Moxie. Absolutely. Right. What were you saying? What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So this all came about because we binge watched last two months ago. We binge watched The Chilling. What's it? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Love it. Oh, my God. I could sing the praises of Sabrina. She's the worst. But. (laughs) 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 I'm not going to pussyfoot around this. Talk about complete right turn. Love it. Sing the praises. But fuck Sabrina. (laughs) Oh, my God. She's such a pain in my ass. The ants are fantastic. Her friends are great. Inclusive. Diverse. Love it. Anyway. I'm not going to spoil it. Everybody should just go watch it because I think it's great. But also, this person has been mentioned a couple times in that lovely show. And it is Hecata. Okay, so Hecata is a Greek goddess. Okay, Um, but she's very interesting, and I was, you know, I was like, we haven't done anyone who's mythical or like, you know, Mm -hmm. not necessarily quote unquote real Mm -hmm. in a while. So I was like, all right, we're gonna go way over here for this one. Okay, I'm excited. All right, so according to Greek mythology, Hecata, or she is also like. it's like Hecate, Hecate, mm-hmm. but Hecate, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> she was a goddess primarily associated with magic and witchcraft. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I wonder why she's featured in the Chilean I know right? of Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> it's so mysterious. Um. She is a goddess of death, regeneration, the moon, night, the crossroads, ghosts, and necromancy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. She rules wisdom, victory, vengeance, and travel, which I thought was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> on the road to vengeance. <laughs> exactly. On gotta, the road again. Can't wait to get on the road again. To vengeance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take me
0: home. Uh, <laughs> Country road. It's to great. vengeance. <laughs> <Where> I belong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. This is going to be a good one. (laughs) Although she was considered to be a powerful goddess, like maybe the most powerful. um, That's a stand. It is. I'll get there. She was also, um, she was not a major deity Mm -hmm. uh, when compared to the 12 Olympians. Yeah. Which are the ones everybody knows the names of. (laughs) There's a there's a shitload yeah. of gods and goddesses. Oh yeah, but, but then the twelve are the the twelve Olympians are the ones that everybody can name. Do you think we can? I have a list. You can try. Oh, okay, okay. So you're quizzing me? Yes. So Zeus, mm-hmm. Poseidon, mm-hmm. Hera, mm-hmm. Hades. Uh, no. What? No. Oh, but he's not. He's not on Olympus. No, it's a trick question. <laughs> he's down there. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> um, Hermes. Yes, Um, Hephaestus, Hephaestus. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dionysus. Yes. Athena. Yes. Apollo. Mm -hmm. Artemis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You got three Um, left. Three left. Who have I not? Okay, hearth, wine, moon, sun. Can you give me a hint? Am I missing? Oh, Aphrodite. Uh huh. Um, Aphrodite. Are the two left female or male? One's male and one's female. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> two more. Hold on. Don't tell me. Okay. Oh, you might have to tell me because I don't want there to be silence on uh, the podcast. The god of war. <laughs> oh, Aries. Yeah. That's me. That's I'm you. Aries. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Aries, and then the lady is. Oh, it is the lady Demeter. Yes, yes, oh, you got it. <laughs> Way to go! That was good. That was very good. I've read Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Of- sure <laughs> have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my that's my age range. You know, perfect. Way to go! Yeah. So those are the twelve Olympians. So well, there's not many myths that revolve around Hecata. She does play like a very, very important role in the myth known as the abduction of Persephone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for our listeners, the abduction of Persephone, per- Persephone, if you ask Danny, she's kidding. She made it very abundantly clear. Anyway, so Persephone is the daughter of Zeus and Demeter. Mm-hmm. So she's walking along on the earth. Making flowers bloom and the animals Are like following her and shit Mm -hmm. And so Hades Who's bored down in the underworld Mm -hmm. Looks up to earth Sees Persephone and is like "Um, I'm gonna make that mine Mm -hmm. So he opens this Big hole in the earth Mm -hmm. And rides his chariot out Takes Persephone back down To the underworld Mm -hmm. Okay This is where Hades town comes from Yes (laughs) Or at least like the, the and, Yeah, yes. their relationship is yes. In their relationship is in Hades town. So Demeter goes and is looking all over for Persephone, mm-hmm. and Zeus is like, "That pesky oops. brother." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Whatevs. So Demeter runs into Hecate. Hecate says, "I didn't see who took her, but I heard her." Mm. And I will, f- I will, she could, she's the protector of women. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm going to find her for you. So then they talk to Helios, who's the sun god. Mm-hmm. He says, well, because I see everything, mm-hmm. saw exactly what happened. So Hecate grabs these two torches and goes down to the underworld because that's what all she, also she can do that. <laughs> so she goes, finds Persephone says, Hades, you can't just take <laughs> Zeus's daughter. <laughs> and Zeus is like, I mean, she's out of the way. So he has to convince, Zeus has to convince Hades to let Persephone come back to Earth, but Hades will only let him do it mm-hmm. if, he's, if she spends six months in Hades mm-hmm. and six months on Earth. And that's where we get the seasons from. Because, hold on, you missed a part. <laughs> what did I miss? This, is, this story is why I was afraid to eat pomegranates for a while. Oh, that's right, because she had to eat six pomegranate seeds. She had gotten hungry in the underworld, ate six that's pomegranate right. seeds, and Hades was like, you want her back, she ate the dead fruit, That's right. can't leave hell. I was convinced if I ate a pomegranate, I would go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very aware of this story because it's deep, close to my heart. I have a deep-seated fear of pomegranates. I didn't eat pomegranates until I was 18. I- <laughs> uh yes just <laughs> yeah just a few years ago i started eating pomegranates because i figured i've already sinned i'm going to hell <laughs> might as well enjoy this fruit <laughs> amazing that's 100 percent real <laughs> oh honey yeah thanks for that i forgot that <laughs> no, part of no the problem. story you are right but yes that was a very very good okay. she didn't even read notes for that one she i did did that off the, that was off, off the, the top nog. of the noggin. Mine <laughs> thanks Rich What? You, you were gonna say top of your head, but I said nog, so you quickly changed <laughs> and you could tell. Top of my head noggin <laughs> You were gonna play it off but I wasn't gonna let you <laughs> Shut up Alright, I got a sharp noodle today. <clears throat> Alright. So Hecana helped Demeter. She searched endlessly for Persephone. Hecata eventually served as Persephone's companion in the underworld and on Earth during her stay, because Hecata is the only goddess who can go back and forth just fucking willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Hades, Lord of the Underworld, gifted Hecate with necromancy, the ability to talk to spirits, as a reward for her loyal friendship to Persephone. Hmm. That's nice. Isn't it? Okay. So it's generally believed that Hecate was the daughter of Perseus and Asteria, both of whom were titans. Okay. So she's actually a titan. She's not a, quote, god. Mm -hmm. Although she's now mostly associated with Greek mythology, like the cult Mm -hmm. of Hecata may have originated in what is now Georgia on the Black Sea. Mm. which is the home of Medea, who's, like, a high priestess and a witch, Mm -hmm. and her most famous devotee. Also, Hecuba, who is the queen of Troy Mm -hmm. in the Iliad Mm -hmm. and all that shit, was also a very well-known devotee, which I thought was interesting. Is she at all, I know, like, origins and blah, blah, blah Mm -hmm. get crossed back in the day. Uh Uh-huh norse mythology isn't there there is okay yes i don't i don't think i think there is mm-hmm. a norse you know a norse goddess mm-hmm. named Hecate or something close to it but i i think they're two very different Okay. like people yeah okay so at one time Hecate was the chief deity in caria which is now in western turkey And the original worshipers of Hecate believed that she was the goddess who had power over heaven, earth, and the seas, thus making her an incredibly powerful goddess. Yeah. Okay. So according to myth, Hecate once served as an Angelus, which is basically a messenger, Mm -hmm. like Hermes, Mm -hmm. who goes from God to God doing their bidding. Yeah. Just because she was like, well, it sounds like fun. <laughs> so Europa was like, Hera has this stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a night cream that <laughs> keeps her gorgeous. <laughs> it's what keeps her, her beauty mm-hmm. intact. So I'm going to need you to go steal it. And she was like, I mean, why not? <laughs> so... She goes and steals Hera's night cream, mm-hmm. and brings it back to Europa. Hera is pissed, mm-hmm. so <laughs> she is a sent. They they like take haste, not take haste, take chase, mm-hmm. right? So Hera is chasing, fucking, hacking <laughs> it all over the place. <laughs> Hera's Hera is a big. Oh, she's terrible. She's mad all the time. <laughs> she's in. She's very jealous mm-hmm. and very vain. Also misogynistic because every time her husband she's she's always like oh let me go fucking destroy this woman's life because she's a harlot not my husband who literally fucked a cow Mm -hmm. (laughs) how is he not the harlot (laughs) please Hera please (laughs) yeah Yeah, she would not be a feminist today, for sure. Although she was like, oh, I love wives and children. Yeah, no, but only if you meet a certain standard. Okay, so Hera's pissed off. They take chase. Hera's like, oh, you're in big trouble now. So (laughs) Hecata first fled to the bed of a woman in childbirth. Then she fled to a funeral procession. And finally, to Lake Acheron. In Hades, where she was cleansed by the waters, mm. so basically, she emerged more powerful than ever as this goddess of birth, death, and purification slash like regeneration. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, she's honored by all of the gods, as they were all afraid of her immense power. Hell yeah, <laughs> including Zeus himself. Okay, but <laughs> Zeus is a bitch. <laughs> It is. I have a lot of hot takes on Zeus. <laughs> a lot of hot takes on Zeus. <laughs> Zeus, full full stop, a harlot and a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but all of the gods on Mount Olympus were like, oh, she's chill. She's chill because she fought with the Olympin- Olympians mm-hmm. during this big war called the Titan Machi. Mm-hmm. Where they It was like a 10 years fight against the Titans. And when they finally defeated him, she was the only Titan who retained all of her powers. Mm. So uh, now she's the only Titan left. So they're like, <laughs> no, 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 you're great. <laughs> Please don't kill us. <laughs> all right. Um, Hecata had the power to not only bestow upon those she favored, she wealth, good fortune and wisdom, but she could also withhold these gifts from those she perceived as unworthy. (laughs) She was often invoked for justice, especially for sexual crimes against women and girls. Hell yeah. She's often invoked for protection for dogs and from dogs. They're her like sacred animal. Mm -hmm. She's often depicted with them. Mm. They're her jam. She's dog lover for sure. Dog mom. Dog mom. 100%. (laughs) She brings victory in battle, and she may be called upon for a swift, painless death. Oh. Boom. Done. Uh Also, she can banish ghosts or can make them infest your home or soul. (laughs) So stay on a good side. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that sounds like you want to stand. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Hecada is depicted in different ways throughout history, based on, you know, Greek mythology and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Initially, she was represented as a beautiful woman in a long robe. In each of her hands, the goddess held a torch, Mm -hmm. you know, in reference to when she helped uh, Demeter. Yeah. She's also sometimes portrayed with the key that unlocks the gates to all realms. Because that's also something she has. It's like the skeleton key that was just like, anything, anywhere you want to go, let's do it. And also, in at least one statue, she's portrayed with wings. Ooh. Which I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> in later representations, Hecate has three bodies. Same person, three bodies. And they all stand back to back. And it's been speculated that this was meant to allow the goddess to look in all three directions simultaneously. Hence, her role as the goddess of crossroads. I would like to make it abundantly clear because I was confused. I was like, cardinal directions, there's more than three. (laughs) (laughs) So we are not talking like physical in the world, north, south, east, west. We're talking about the directions in life so she can see into the past in the present, and into the future. Oh. So, that's why there's three of her. She can see all three at the same time. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Which I thought was very cool. Let's see. It's also due to this role as the goddess of crossroads that pillars called Hecatea Mm -hmm. were erected at crossroads and placed at doorways. So, it's this big, huge pillar, and there's three bodies of her. Like around it. Oh. Uh, let's see, where was I? Oh, here's a fun fact. I was just like, "This is fucking bananas." So Hecata is credited with saving Byzantium. Oh, aka Constantinople, mm-hmm. aka Istanbul. Yeah, okay. It's Istanbul now. Was was Constantinople? <laughs> We've done this joke already. <laughs> <Now> it's Istanbul, <laughs> not Constantinople. Long time gone. <laughs> It's That's nobody's business but the Turks. Exactly. God the words are right on my lips. Okay. She's credited with saving Byzantium from attack by King Philip II of Macedonia in 304 BCE. Mm. So, way back. So, King Philip's forces attempted to attack secretly in the dark mm-hmm. when it was a new moon, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a phase, it's a dark moon phase. Mm hmm. But Hecata lit a crescent moon, creating just enough light for the Byzantines to see what was coming Mm -hmm. and escape the danger and save themselves. In gratitude, they began using her symbols, a star and a crescent moon, on their coins. Oh my god. The image still appears on the (laughs) Turkish flag. The image predates Islam and was the official... Emblem of Byzantine Greeks. Wow. <laughs> that's cool. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's a cool, like, origin yeah. of. Oh my God. Yeah. It's very cool. I was like, nah. <laughs> and sure enough, like, I went and looked and I was like, goddamn, that's what the Turkish flag looks like. <laughs> All right. Nowadays, folks from many, like, different neo-pagan and occult traditions still worship Hecate. So, she was worshipped as a goddess, and now she is worshipped in pagan cultures. Mm-hmm. Talk about lasting power. No kidding. She's renowned for her expertise with plants and her knowledge of their magical and healing powers. Um, her, like, sacred plants include garlic. Yeah. Lavender. Ooh. Mandrake. Okay. Henna. And oh. pomegranate trees. <laughs> oh my fucking God, pomegranates. Those are good. That's a good solid five things to yeah. be master of. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You can make up some pretty good meals. You sure can. <laughs> Her favorite people are midwives, witches, healers, herbalists, dog lovers, and rescuers. Oh. <laughs> If you get a dog rescue, yeah, you're top of the list. Top of the <laughs> list. And she is the protector and liberator of all women. Hmm. I was like, get it, girl. <laughs> On new moons, many Hecate worshippers perform a ceremony called the Diapnon. Um, After the sun sets, uh, her followers place offerings at a crossroads. This can be like a street intersection, a window, or like a door, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a threshold, essentially, mm-hmm. or an assault circle. Offerings usually consist of tokens like keys, candles, pictures of dogs, <laughs> or dog treats, <laughs> which I think is just so sweet, <laughs> and her favorite foods like eggs, garlic, honey, or croissants and other crescent-shaped pastries. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe. <laughs> once the offering has been placed it's considered bad luck bad luck to look bad at it lest you see the dead oh my god mm-hmm. look back? yeah like once oh, you look back at it yes i thought you like, said i thought you said bad oh i'm so sorry i was like if you glare at that <laughs> croissant you're gonna get <laughs> fucked <laughs> no like you put a plate out you put all these things on it and you, like, once you walk away from the crossroads, you're not supposed to, like, look back over your shoulder, lest mm. you see the dead who have come to take it away. Oh. We can connect with Hecate by being kind to animals, especially dogs, caring for abandoned and endangered places, and by protecting the vulnerable. In Italy, Hecate shares a festival with Diana on August 13th. And if it's a Friday the 13th, like it's especially like a big deal. Oh. Yes. And also, November 16th is Hecata night for modern Wiccans and neo pagans. Hmm. It is the <laughs> day, it's the day after Danny's birthday. Yeah. So, look, I just think Hecata is great. Mm-hmm. She's. First of all, super fucking powerful. So much so that the other gods were like, don't piss her off. Afraid. She can do everything that we can. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is great. She's the protector and liberator of women. So fucking whoop whoop. She loves dogs. And garlic and lavender. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm just saying, I don't have a current religion. (laughs) Maybe. Let's start one. I mean, we wouldn't be starting it. We would be. <laughs> we wouldn't be. <laughs> we would. But I could I could I could be involved in mm-hmm. something like this. Mm-hmm. So, my what are these things called? sources. sources. Was an article from bus.com mm-hmm. called Understanding Hecate, Goddess of the Night, the Moon and Magic by Lisa Stardust. Ooh, Lisa. <laughs> right? <laughs> Love it. Greekgoddesses.com. Theoi.com, pathios.com. And an article from the Revelist called "Hecata: The New Goddess in Sabrina is a Real Deity" by Megan Fredette. Okay, I like Hecata. I like Hecata. Look, she's she's bad bitch. First of all, <laughs> she does literally whatever the fuck she wants. But also, she like in all of the um, mm-hmm. like artwork, she's either portrayed like killing monsters Mm -hmm. which is fucking cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) but she's always got dogs with her like (laughs) big black dogs and they're they're sacred and they're wonderful and i just think she's great i love powerful women and i love them even more when they have a strong moral compass exactly (laughs) and that's what she is exactly she's not fucking around with that power (laughs) she does what she wants yeah she's like i have all of it but also i'm going to use it for good yes so that was very nice thank you i thought it was was a lot of fun doing that research i bet Mm -hmm. but it It was it was fun Mm. it was a fun time good okay so now you're done is this okay oh look at that (laughs) they turn (laughs) they're directional so you can talk right here How was that cool? <laughs> did that sound cool? <laughs> I wanna do it. What did you do? I just said kneel and Neow. then I didn't <laughs> that Doppler effect. That was a lorry. <laughs> We're just gonna make foley sounds <laughs> the <It's a> new <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Danny hates us. I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. This is not Brotscat Moxie. (laughs) Oh, we've gotten off track. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Who are you doing this week? I'm going to talk... About well, the Song Sisters. Oh. Yes. Okay. I hadn't heard of them. Okay. I don't I was, think I have either. I was going to do one. Uh-huh. And then in my research was like, oh, my God, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, I'll do all three of them. But oh. then I was like, oh, no. As I began the research, I'll admit, just cutting out context, <laughs> things became confusing and a bit foggy in all of the telling. Oh, okay. And I was virgin on five pages. Oh. Wasn't even halfway through their lives. Oh, my God. So. Wow. What I'm going to do. What uh-huh. this is. This oh, is me. a two-part special. Yeah. Song Sisters, two-part special. This is part one. Next week when I go first, be part two. <gasps> Very good. We won't talk about anybody in between. Clever. We won't get confusing. Mm-hmm. And if you need a refresher next week, just listen to this episode again. Exactly. Okay, Boom. perfect. So first I'm going to say my sources. Mm-hmm. An article called The Famous Feuding Siblings Who Helped Shape Modern China by Jiang Fan. Um, an article called The Song Sisters, Women of Influence in the 20th Century China by Carrie Gracie. Excerpts from a book called Big Sister, Little Sister, and Red Sister, Three Women at the Heart of 20th Century China by Zhong Chan. Mm. And an entry on yourdictionary.com. Okay. And then also... Anytime I got confused, because I'm trying to track three lives here, and also the history of China, Mm -hmm. Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) I needed a lot of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm excited. Okay. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Oh, hold on. Today, I'll be talking about their lives up until they get married. Mm -hmm. All of them are married. Oh, okay. And then next week, I'll pick up from there. Okay. Perfect. Here we go. In their day, the Song Sisters were considered the most famous sisters in China. Born in Shanghai in the 1890s, to parents Ni Kui Tseng and Charlie Song, Big Sister, Yi Ling, Little Sister, Mei Ling, and Red Sister, Qing Ling, would have a hand in shaping modern China in the 20th century. Mm. In their childhood, Yi Ling was known to be a bit tomboyish, but extremely intelligent. Mei Ling was considered to be charming and headstrong, and Qing Ling was thought to be pensive and quiet. Close in age, the three sisters were born in a time of great, often contentious changes in China. The country had just battled through a hundred years of war, Oof. revolutions, and seismic transformations, including the transition away from imperial rule. So this is okay. this is the context of what China's going through pre the Song Sisters uh-huh. and during. The song okay. sisters' lives. So you said they were born in 1890? Yeah. 1890s, oh, yeah. Okay. So it's like industrial revolution. Kind of, World War One's just about to start. Oh, okay. Okay. Kind of uh-huh. that context. But China, previously been pretty closed off to international uh-huh. yeah, influences. Yeah. So it's a lot. A lot There's going, going on. A lot of change. Yeah. And of, in their lifetime. Everything's kind of up in the air. In their lifetime, Mao Zedong took over. Okay. Uh-huh. Lots of... Lots of change. Okay. So, not only that, as I was just kind of saying, but now I'm going back to my notes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only that, the country was opening themselves up to outside influences. So, from Western ships came bicycles, engine parts, and new ideas. Mm -hmm. Ideas that the Song Sisters' father, Charlie, very interested in. Mm -hmm. Mainly, questioning the role of women in society. Okay, here we go. Yes. Quick question. Yes. Oldest sister, youngest sister, red sister. Is it the middle sister? Yes. Okay. Red sister it. is the middle sister. And that's... Okay. Chingling. This, this is important to establish. Yes. Okay. Oldest sister, I'll be calling her E. Okay. But E-ling mm-hmm. is the big sister. Middle sister is Chingling. Mm-hmm. I'll be calling her Ching. And then the youngest sister is Mei-ling. Okay. Mei. Mei. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. No problem. Keep up. <laughs> it's gonna I'm get... trying to. I'm really focused. <laughs> no more playing around. We had a lot of I fun know. earlier. This is all business. <laughs> so Charlie and Sang, the their mother, mm-hmm. had three daughters and three sons. We don't talk about the boys, though, because I didn't research them, so no. I don't care about them. They're there. <laughs> in, in earlier generations, it would often be the case that the daughters of the family with boys in it were subservient and pretty much ignored by their fathers. Mm-hmm. However, women's roles in society were changing, slowly changing, changing nonetheless, and Charlie was super into it. Nice. He originally hoped for all of his children, including his daughters, to be highly educated in China, but they hit a bit of a roadblock. So for their early education, they all went to McIntyre, which was um, a foreign-style school in mm-hmm. China, for girls. Okay. However, after the age of 15, there were no schools for women. None? None. Shit. So, Eling being the oldest and the first to experience this, was then just sent to San Francisco with one of her father's close friends. Oh, wow. However, during a layover in Japan, the friend became ill, and E was sent to America to try and get an education. By herself? By herself. Oh, girl. She reached San Francisco... And this was during the time that Chinese immigration was restricted. Okay. And so she could not enter the U.S. Despite the fact that she had a Portuguese passport, like a real one. I don't know where she got it. I don't know. <laughs> what, I don't know how it came up in the story, but she had it. They still wouldn't let her enter the country because she looked uh-huh. and was Chinese, even <laughs> though she had a Portuguese passport. <laughs> But it was a real passport. They yeah. Also, they shouldn't have been restricting immigration. Anyways. Yeah. Neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, she was transferred from ship to ship outside of America for three weeks until an American oh my gosh. missionary came and was like, hey. So her father was sort of a um, pretty big Christian figure. Okay. So the missionary was like, hey, I'm going to help you out. Uh-huh. So then she arrived in America and then went to Georgia and studied there heavens to betsy i don't know why georgia but she was something okay. she studied but she never forgot her experience in san francisco and so she was sort of like bitter uh, uh understandable she's like i jumped ship to ship for three weeks because you guys are assholes cool right bullshit Mm-hmm. So, she's there studying, and then in 1907, Ching and Mei also arrived in America to continue these, their studies. But they came with their uncle, who was a commissioner of, like, some important position or whatever. Okay. So, they had no problem entering. They were just like, sure. yeah, let's go. And then they stayed at a private school for language improvement and then went to the same college as E. Oh, okay. After E received her degree in 1909, she then returned to China. Her family had a fair amount of political power at the time, and with her father's help, she became a secretary to Sun Yat-sen. Now, I said his name, so he's important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sun Yat-sen was a revolutionary leader who was very vocal about his principles of nationalism and democracy. So popular, in fact, that in 1911, mm-hmm. while E Yi- was working for him, he led the First Revolution in China. Oh, so, in October, soldiers in Wuhan overthrew the last emperor of China. Okay. And the Republic of China was established with Sun Yat-sen as a provisional president for a time. Gotcha. Okay. So, they're all very excited about that. The family, yeah. the Song Sisters and their family were like, dope, the Republic of China, we love it. However, by the time Ching had moved back to China with the intent of working as a translator for Sun Yat-sen... Mm-hmm. The second re- revolution happened.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> First, First revol-
0: one. Yay. Second one. Ugh. Second one. A little bit of a... Um, it wasn't great for them. Gotcha. <laughs> so a man named Yun Chi Kai was, became the acting president after mm-hmm. Sun Yat-sen. And he decided to declare to declare himself emperor. And just start slaughtering the Republicans. Oh, no. It was a scary time for many people, especially those to be considered political rivals. Yeah. I.e. Sun Yat-sen and his yeah, supporters. Yeah, no kidding. His whole crew. <laughs> which included the Song family. Oh, no. So, afraid for their lives, the whole family fled to Japan with Sun Yat-sen as political refugees. Now, Sun Yat-sen, very powerful man friend of the father. They spent a lot of time together in Japan. Uh-huh. Sun Yat-sen was very attracted to quote, "westernized" women. And mm-hmm. the sisters were, I read it several places, the only Chinese women who had an American education at the time in oh, China. Wow. So Sun Yat-sen was like, "Ooh, how you doing That's hot. i mm-hmm. I'm going to get myself a song sister." Oh dear. Despite this little thing Called his wife. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) That's illegal. Drama. (laughs) Adulterer. (laughs) So he first set his sights on E. She wasn't into it. Mm -hmm. Because she had just met a man named H.H. Kun, who was from one of the richest families in China. Get it, girl. And she was like, ooh. So she married him. Yeah. Left her job under Sun Yat-sen as a secretary. Passed it to her sister, Ching. Okay. Now, Ching very much reciprocated <laughs> what Sun Yat-sen was putting down uh-huh. when he began yep. pursuing her. Mm-hmm. And at some point, Ching informed her parents that she was like, yeah, I'm going to marry him. Mm-hmm. And they were like, to marry a married man who's 25 years older than <gasps> you? no. I think not. I think not also. <laughs> so... Charlie probably was like, what the fuck, dude? You're my friend. That's my daughter. No. (laughs) We're friends, not anymore. They moved back to Shanghai. (laughs) And Ching was confined to her room. Oh no. Grounded. She's grounded. (laughs) And Ching Mm-hmm. being abroad with Moxie was like, ain't nobody grounding this grown-ass. Oh my god. Climbed out of her window, escaped back to Japan, and married Sun Yat-sen. <gasps> oh shit! After he had divorced his wife. So now they're married and okay. together. Okay. The youngest sister, mm-hmm. still in America, finishing up her education, mm-hmm. heard of her sister's shenanigans <laughs> and feared that because her sister pissed off her parents, she would then be put into an arranged marriage as a fallout consequence exactly which as a younger sibling you just get it <laughs> like if you're middle <laughs> your older sister fucks up all of a sudden you're just like man now I'm i gotta <laughs> deal with this shit because you got caught exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> so she she was like this is gonna be bad if i have to be in an arranged marriage yeah. so she hurriedly announced an engagement to a chinese student at harvard oh. she was like yeah, i'm gonna marry him And then she talked to her parents some more and confirmed that they wouldn't have put her into an arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. So she renounced the engagement (laughs) and then finished schooling, moved back to Shanghai, and then just began working for the National Film Censorship Board in Shanghai. Oh. So she had a pretty powerful job. She sure did. Censoring shit. Censoring stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But now... They're all back in China. Okay. This is where we are. All three sisters were very much in the public eye now because of the power that they had, or in May's case, her proximity to power mm-hmm. through family ties. Yeah. They were in the news magazines. That was a copy and paste. I would never say news magazines. <laughs> <laughs> very different things, in fact. <laughs> they were in many publications. People news. <laughs> They were in many publications, including newspapers and magazines, Mm -hmm. almost as often as film stars. Oh, shit. Quote, they were constantly on show in a way that the imperial family in days gone by had never been. What? And this was said by a woman named Variety Wilson, who had written several books on Mm. Chinese clothing and culture. So, the sisters were seen as glamorous and beautiful, but most importantly, they were seen as strong, capable women in their own rights alongside their husbands. Nice. Or, in May's case, alongside her older sisters. She's not married yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, they were all stationed in the political sphere, through their jobs and through their husbands, but Eve found her calling was not in politics, but business. So, more context. Remember. Her husband. Her husband. Business. I don't remember her husband. Um, her husband, H. H. Kun, yes. Perfect. Wealthy family, yes. Richest, one of the richest families. One of the richest families. So obviously they had a business. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband mm-hmm. began to expand their already wealthy business, okay, even further into other various cities in China. Capitalism, baby, exactly. <laughs> this big sister aka capitalist sister okay <laughs> so a shrewd businesswoman who usually stayed away from bu- publicity became the mastermind behold the whole goddamn thing oh shit Just she was just like you know business stuff capitalism we gotta go there we gotta uh-huh. money money, get the money invest <laughs> invest stocks <bonds>. <laughs> economy <laughs> It's going to say all these words that we don't know anything about. <laughs> I know. With Some. vigor. Yeah. <laughs> Stock market. Hmm. Dividends. F- Profit. DIC. <laughs> In the red. In the green. Black book. In the black. <laughs> Danny just had to correct Is that good me. or bad? <laughs> but hey, the green, that money. That's right. <laughs> Dollar, dollar except, bills, y'all. Except they didn't use dollar bills, so it probably <laughs> wasn't green. <laughs> yen, yen bills, y'all. <laughs> so, with wealth often comes power. Indeed. As we know in this capitalist society. Mm-hmm. And as they were accumulating their riches, they were also becoming China's one of China's most powerful couples. Oh, yeah. Another of China's most pro- powerful couples, you ask? If they were one of them, Mm -hmm. well, Ching and Sun Yat-sen were (gasps) (laughs) considered another power couple. (laughs) They did everything together. And when Yun Shikai, the guy who declared himself emperor, Mm -hmm. died, they came even more into the limelight because there was a huge political struggle in finding the next successor. Like who was going to take over this vacuum that was left. Gotcha. Okay. Take over this power vacuum. Not a literal vacuum. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and Sun Yat-sen was one of these leaders. And by 1921, Sun had become president of the southern government and had military power at his disposal. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Boom. Big. Ching, who wanted to emulate the selflessness of Joan of Arc as her husband's wife, mm-hmm. this powerful leader. Mm-hmm began to assert herself as a strong figure devoted to the politics of her husband and would be able to sacrifice herself to the cause. Okay. In one instance, Sun had to flee the presidential palace, and she used herself as bait <laughs> to ensure that he was able to escape. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and in the early 1920s, the couple went to the Soviet Union to gain support from those political figures. However after the meeting when they left ching left a true believer and committed leninist so oh. red sister through oh. and through <laughs> so we got a capital <laughs> capitalist sister communist sister you see some i see some uh, issues that are about to they are boiling <laughs> <laughs> they're coming about damn oh boy Qing began to campaign and encourage women to participate in the Chinese Revolution by organizing women's training schools and associations. Okay. While their power was growing, however, Sun Yat-sen died of cancer. And his party, the Nationalist Party, Mm -hmm. split. Oh. So another, a man died, power vacuum again. One split were considered leftists. Mm -hmm. So, communists. And the other side was considered less leftist, <laughs> but still revolutionaries. <laughs> her beliefs in communism and her outspoken nature is why she's deemed the Red Sister, as mm. I said oh, earlier. Oh, okay. And she deemed that the leftists, aka the communists, were the only ones faithful to her late husband's principles. Okay. And she spoke out against the other side of this split, who was led by Chiang Kai-shek. Gotcha. Now, too bad, though, because Chiang Kai-shek, I said his name, he's important. Mm-hmm. He's the one who came into power. Yep. During the summer of 1925, Chiang Kai-shek, the guy, mm-hmm. as commander in chief of the National Revolutionary Army, set out on the long-delayed northern expedition against the northern warlords or the people who are in power. Okay. Because everything's split. Everything's fractured. Mm-hmm. Within nine and a half months, half of China was conquered, and this guy oh wow was the guy. Damn. Qing, mm-hmm. who believed passionately in the idea of a new China, a mm-hmm. country freed of feudalism, poverty, imperial dynasties, and a country with an equal role for women, considered Kai Shek's rise to power a threat to these beliefs. Yep. So she denounced this guy and left China for Moscow. Holy moly. (laughs) Loaded, right? (laughs) Very. Now, imagine Ching's surprise when word gets to her that in her first year, like after her first year of exile, her youngest sister, Mei, was marrying Kai Shek. (gasps) A man who (gasps) she just literally denounced. Oh, no. Drama. (laughs) There was so much family drama. Imagine now. Oh boy! Further, you also hear that your older sister orchestrated the whole thing because a) she hated your politics and your late husband and her, her, your late husband's beliefs, and b) she wanted a foot up in Chinese society and wanted it to be capitalist as fuck. Oh my god! Big oof! <laughs> <laughs> That's a real hot take. Big oof! Just imagine, like devoid of your politics imagine being her like your husband just died you're like fuck this guy and your younger sister was like okay literally literally fuck this guy and got married to bow, chicka, bow, wow <laughs> now who's in power bitch it's so like tables have turned oh my May gosh previously was only in proximity to power now she's married to the most powerful man in china yeah ching was married to the most powerful man in China. Now she's in Russia. Now she's in fucking Moscow. But she was like, Hold on, this is really stressful news. I'm gonna go put myself in self self exile. Uh-huh. Four years in Germany. Okay. So she's not in China anymore. Gotcha. May mm-hmm. now married, became China's most powerful woman alongside the country's strong man. May was deeply, deeply involved in politics as well. Mm-hmm. And she worked as his interpreter and public relations officer at home and abroad. And she charmed the socks off of every <laughs> diplomat she spoke to. <laughs> um, she helped him launch the New Life Movement to quote improve the manners and ethics of the Chinese people, mm-hmm. which contentious. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and she also took up a public position. As the general secretary of the Chinese Red Cross and became the secretary general of the Commission of Aeronautical Affairs, which was in charge of building the Chinese Air Force. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) holy moly. And her two older sisters are like, this is some bullshit. No. The oldest 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 one. one, The oldest is on her seat is on her side. Listen to this. Oh, boy. (laughs) Listen to this. Also, the closest to power now, she pulled some strings, and both E's husband mm-hmm. and her brother, TV Song, alternatively served as Kai Shek's finance minister. <gasps> they proved to be very beneficial to E's business plans. I bet they did. Her husband, quote, would sit at home and conduct various negotiations about revaluing the currency or doing this, that, or the other. And she would be taking notes and then get on the phone with her broker afterwards and place large investments. (sighs) That sure is. That's why you don't have fucking wealthy, (laughs) crazy people also running the government. Oh my God, have we learned nothing? (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) <laughs> so fucking drama right oh my gosh political ideology began to drive a wedge between the sisters now yes no think? fucking shit ching <laughs> was a communist may was a devout to her husband's rule which included killing communists and <laughs> <laughs> and E was the co-head of one of the richest and most corrupt families in china oh shit Though dissimilar political beliefs led the sisters down different paths, each exerted influence on both the Chinese and international politics at the time mm-hmm. in a way that women had not been seen previously at any stage yeah. in the modern, modern world, you know? Sure. Now. Oh, boy. That's where I'll end it for today. Damn it. <laughs> They're all <laughs> oh married. My They've all been married up. Timeline-wise lots lots going on when you're tracking three lives so that's why we're splitting it up here mm-hmm. next week I'll pick up at the end of Ching's self-imposed exile okay we're back in China three fucking wars are happening at the same time sweet baby jesus the second, <laughs> the second sino-japanese war a civil war and world war 2 oh no and oh my gosh Oh, I'm so excited. And we're going to have 47 <laughs> pages next week because this yeah. is insane. Well, and that's... That was five pages worth of notes. Yeah. And usually mine are three. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I was like, I'm five pages deep. I haven't even gotten to the big shit yet. We haven't gotten to the big I shit mean, yet? I we've, mean, we've set the stage we, for the big shit. Oh, my shit. God. We so... merely have the, the scenery set. Yes. But... <gasps> holy cow. <laughs> Little spoiler... <laughs> There's some reckon, reconciling mm-hmm. before the big, oh, the big bang, the big bang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so exciting. So that's that's the start. That's part one oh, of the song part. Part one was fantastic. <laughs> Holy buckets! That's okay. very exciting. Can you imagine? Like they are literally, that family is in all of the f- like most powerful families in, in China right now. That's wild. I never heard of them, me neither. Never.: <laughs> And it was not it, wasn't, it was a 100 years ago. Yeah. That's it. Next week, there'll be a, some mentions of Mao Zedong. Like that's how that's how recent yeah. things were. Holy cow.: Franklin, one of the sisters met Franklin Roosevelt. <gasps> Good Lord. So this is fucking Banana. Holy cow. I am so excited. I think I said this one earlier. earlier. I was only going to do one. Yeah. I can't even (laughs) imagine how you could be like, I'm sorry. I was supposed to do you, but this other crazy shit, I can't. (laughs) What? Well, and the lady who wrote, so Zhang Cheng, who Mm -hmm. wrote Big Sister, Little Sister, Red Sister, Mm -hmm. was originally going to write a book about um, Chiang Kai-shek. Mm-hmm and then and then read about that guy (laughs) read about his wife and was like this is much better content (laughs) dang amazing well everyone that was a that was an episode Mm. oh i can't wait till next week yeah yeah so tune in next week for part two Mm -hmm. of the song sisters yes and whatever I'm going to do. And, I don't the know. <laughs> and the mystery. And the mystery they're in. Please um, hop on over to wherever you're listening to this and give us those five stars. Rate, review, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Let us know how much you love us. Thanks. <laughs> if you also just want to write like a lovely, detailed letter about how much you love us, oh, yes, <laughs> you can go ahead and send that to our Gmail <laughs> at thatbroadscotmoxie at gmail.com. Yep. And then... If you really want to get involved, mm-hmm. follow us on all of our social medias. We're on Facebook and Instagram at that Moxy, and on Twitter at BroadScotMoxie. Mm-hmm. When we don't tweet. <laughs> <laughs> bye. So much shade. Bye. <laughs> Music by Sage Krenning. Cover art by Vinnie Navarrete. Produced and edited by Danielle Barsanti. Side effects of listening to this podcast may include excessive moxie, zero tolerance for the patriarchy, sass mouth, excessive sweating, tipsy tittering, desire to stick into the metaphorical man, fear of cats, empowering women, clammy hands and feet, the inability to do math, lack of patience for the bullshit, thirst for knowledge, questioning the system, cravings for bougie chicken, vodka, and justice, and in some cases can cause death on hills.